Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Aaron Rodgers speaks for the first time since tearing his Achilles. Hey, welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're across the country on CBS Sports Radio and Rogers admitting Perloff that he basically was weeping after this injury happened. Yeah. He said uh, he was on the trainer's table at the stadium, knew his Achilles was torn even before the MRI. Randall Cobb walks in the room, and all of a sudden he said he lost it. He said yeah. he was blubbering, bawling. This has really impacted him uh, since it happened. Yeah, I mean, I think any player who tears their Achilles will probably cry. I mean, th- that kind of injury is so serious. But I did notice, so he spoke to Pat McAfee, and once again, he's going back to the sort of positive vibes. Just reminds me, it doesn't matter how positive your vibes are, that Jets helmet is so powerful. <laughs> oh, no. It can suck the quality out of any quarterback's head. It's just the storm cloud over all the positive vibes just I don't raining know. all over it. I just feel like Rodgers came out with a real positive note, said all the right things, but th- this year's a reminder, like... Just because you say all the right things does not mean a darn thing. NFL is a brutal business. And just because Rodgers has a right out, uh, attitude right now, to me, doesn't guarantee anything. He's vowing to come back, and he's doing it in a major way. This was Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show saying, not is he only going to come back. He could come back this year. There's been some guys with some interesting timetables on uh, Achilles returns. But it's just there's a process. There's certain markers we got to hit. You trying to say you're coming back this season? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any of those statements. Is it a possibility? I think, uh, as Kevin Garnett said, uh, anything's possible. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, Garnett was not talking about a 40-year-old coming off an Achilles, but he was talking about the Celtics winning the title. Uh, but you know, I get where he's coming from. He said he's going to have an aggressive rehab. Um, and he said, just because someone hasn't does it hasn't done it before doesn't mean it can't be done. Can I make a sports ignorance confession right now? Go ahead. Uh, when is that such a famous Kevin Garnett quote? Oh yeah, anything is possible. When he's like, uh, oh, okay. when the that confetti's coming down. Anything's possible. Still. So it's bravo. The, it's the way he said it because it's not really that profound of a line. <laughs> well, neither is Cleveland. This is for you, but we all Cleveland know what they're talking about. Anything is possible. I mean, that that, well, that doesn't mean anything. That's well, neither like, is just do it, but it's been like the billion-dollar <laughs> ad campaign. I don't know. Simple I, is best. 
I don't know. I so Kevin Garnett said that in 2000. I was in a big NBA Valley then. I was super into the NFL then. I didn't follow that whole Celtics Lakers thing, so I didn't even know that quote. <laughs> like as Kevin, hater. as Kevin Garnett once said, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yes, it's like super duper famous. Well, it is cool that we learned from Jerry Ferrara last week, who was our celebrity picker, that Aaron Rodgers is a gigantic NBA. Head. Yes, he is. Yeah, I forgot Jerry was sitting next to him for a next yeah. playoff game, and he did say that our celebrity picker from this week. If you missed it last hour was the fabulous and so funny Rob Cordry who joined us who was amazing and did his picks in a Boston yeah. accent that was just chef's kiss yeah uh you know what though he did he picked the Patriots right yeah of course. so I don't know if he had the cold heart analysis we need from our celebrity guest picker <laughs> well it, it if that's like what he... you're looking for in the celebrity picker is cold heart analysis <laughs> <laughs> well I didn't pick the Eagles last night I picked the Vikings to cover and it was a push. And it was a push, uh, although we were good with the over. Um, okay, so we've got Aaron Rodgers. One more for you. Here was Rodgers uh, talking about his future plans. I think what I'd like to say is give me the depths. Give me the, uh, the timetables. Give me all the things that you think can, should, or will happen. Because all I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. That's all I need. So give me your doubts, give me your prognostications, and then watch what I do. Hell yeah, let's go. Who was that for? Was that for him? Was that for the Jets team to try to make sure they don't fold like a tent? I mean, I'm old school, but I'd rather hear that after you recover from the Achilles and have a triumphant return to the field. Don't say that now, like, oh, I'm inspired by the haters, and no one's even said anything yet. Perloff, have you, this is like a thing that I think young people do today, maybe older people too, but manifesting. It's like, this is the, I never do this, but some people do it. You manifest something, so you say it, and then you feel like that, by saying it out loud, it holds you accountable. Right, but he didn't, he didn't say, I'm going to do something. He said, I need people to hate on yeah. me so I can be inspired. <laughs> and you took the bait. You're like, because there's no way he's coming back. Well, the traditional thing is the haters inspire me, not, hey, can I have some haters to inspire <laughs> me? I feel like if you put it out there in advance, you're sort of softening the effect of the hate. Because you're saying, I need some hate. Give me some hate. Yeah, right. Someone, give me some bulletin board material well, to get what, me out of bed. That's what Dion's doing, manufacturing bulletin board material, which, by the way, I don't think they need against Colorado State. Well, what? he didn't, but the Colorado State coach was more than happy to serve it up with this hat and sunglasses remark. Which, which I like. I think the Colorado State coach is going against the grain by actual providing bulletin board material instead of something fake. Anyway, who knows? But yeah, all this Aaron Rodgers talk, I'm not being fooled again, Maggie. I was fooled by Hard Knocks. I was fooled by all the press conferences. I was fooled by him showing up at the Knicks game. Broadway shows. I'm like, he's going to save New York, and it lasted four plays. You think I'm going to dive into this Aaron Rodgers pool again? <laughs> so you're protecting what your feelings? Like I'm protecting a- <laughs> optimism for the Jets because there is a reality. He's a, going to be a 40-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles tear. He did not sound like that. He sounded like, I can do this and faster than anyone. But well, the reality of the probably age. probably the Demerol. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. well, or, the, or whatever, whatever chemical uh, ayahuasca-like uh, mushroom he just took. I don't know. I don't know if that's part of the rehab, but no, I do. I believe that he is going to try to come back as good as he was. I don't know if he'll be better. Yeah, uh, but, I, but he's definitely back. But to come back this season, okay. I think is totally and wildly unrealistic. I don't care if you cut this and send it to Rogers. Okay, I'll be one of those people. It's just it, it would seem. Crazy that he would get back on the field this year, 
But if he's good enough and cleared by the doctors, I think he would do it. I don't think the organization yeah. would stop him. Yeah, I mean, he could join next year. He'll be the, the new Chad Pennington comeback player of the year, another Jets quarterback. Uh, I think it's a great goal to be back for next year. That is not yeah. a given at this age by any means. And you know what? I, I am actually inspired for him. I think he's going to work super hard to come back next year. But that does... That's not the end of the story, though, because he puts the Jets in a really interesting spot. They got a team build here. They have this young, talented core. Are they really going to depend on an older quarterback coming back from an injury? Leaves them in a tough spot, right? Yeah, it's kind of kind of a pickle. Well, because you know you're getting you were hoping to get two years out of Rodgers, right? So, well, that number yeah. one's gone, we yeah. think, and so now you're gonna are you gonna just like hold the fort? Are you not going to think about quarterback of the future? Are you not going to bring somebody in next year saying, you know, assuming Zach Wilson doesn't play very well? And also some injuries, you might miss a year, but your year back is not 100% That's either. That's true, too. He does sound fired up. Okay, I maybe I'll buy a little bit of hype, Maggie. And as as we go along, the next six months of holistic healing techniques for the Achilles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll admit I'm interested, but I'm not, I'm not going to say that he can do it until he's actually on the field. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If we thought like the plant-based medicine and the ayahuasca was a little little out there, just wait till we figure out what the hell Rogers is going to do to try to get back on the field. Because he said that he's getting phone calls and has heard from everybody in like all walks of life, and especially a lot of people who have had Achilles tears and how they've come back. Like imagine everyone's probably giving him advice on what he should do. He said no darkness retreats, though. He, did, or he didn't say no darkness retreats. He said no ayahuasca right now. Oh, is that what <laughs> yeah. he said? He's like, all wow. Right. Well, it's growing up a little bit. Probably, it's being very mature. Probably a great <laughs> idea not to do a psychedelic drug when you're recovering from a major injury. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, okay, let's get to our Cowboys quickie. All right, so Jets pick up the pieces, now have to travel to Dallas. Good luck to you. Dallas coming off a 40-point whitewashing of the New York Giants. And now we find this, that in practice, Perloff, it looks like the cow the Cowboys are triple-teaming Micah Parsons, trying to anticipate how the Jets are going to try and stop him. The Jets' offensive line is nothing to write home about. Clearly, we found that out with the Rodgers mm-hmm. situation because Leonard Floyd came around the edge and his Achilles is no longer. Triple teaming Micah Parsons in practice, will it matter? No, that's a waste of time for the Cowboys. Like, There's no way the Jets are going to triple team Micah Parsons because they are not going to call a single pass play the entire game. Why would you? Really good point. Micah Parsons weighs about 215 pounds. You just run at him all game. That's what the Eagles do. That's what the Eagles did last night against Neil Hunter. They couldn't block him once, and they just ran at him the entire game. So, I'm sorry. If the Jets are down two touchdowns, I still want to see them call run plays. Because otherwise, three is not going to be enough to stop Micah Parsons going after Zach Wilson. (laughs) Well, the three they're throwing at him probably won't be enough, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, for the Jets. But you're right. Like, what if if this game gets out of hand quickly? Now, the over-under on this game is very low. 38 points. It's like nothing. Well, that's what happened. 38 and a half, pardon. I mean, the Giants fell behind 16-0 in two seconds, and that let the Cowboys pass rush all day long. I don't think the Jets are going to give him that chance. I think the Jets would rather lose than get Zach Wilson killed by Micah Parsons. I'm serious. I think they'll call run plays. 
even if they're down three touchdowns. Listen, Zach Wilson hasn't been the picture of health. He's not 40 or 39 like Rodgers. He's in his early 20s, but he's also been hurt the last two seasons. That's your Cowboys quickie. He has? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mac Jones won a game completing two out of three passes. Yeah, yeah. thank you for bringing who, that up. Who was that against? Yeah. I, I don't remember that game. I just remember he had two completions, three attempts. And they won a game. Listen, ha, ha, ha. We're not talking about the Bills right now. Oh, okay. We're talking about the Jets. Mm. I was just trying to look up really quickly on DraftKings. The over-under for Zach Wilson pass attempts, Mm -hmm. they don't have that, but they do have passing yards. Uh, Zach Wilson, 181 and a half. Oh, that's so Feels a little high, Yeah, he's going 102 (laughs) or like 86, something along those lines. Well, by the way, we're doing I'm sorry, 179 and a half. It just keeps moving up and down as I'm... Yeah. On the app. Can the only I, reason why the number is so high is like what you guys were saying. They're going to be down by like 30 in the fourth quarter. They're just going to have to throw the ball, and he's going to get like, you know, a bunch of like screens and under yards well, he, and he did prevent do one, defense. He did one thing well against the Bills that little drop off when the pass rush over pursued the terrible. The yep. pass rush got right past the Jets lineman, and he could just dump it off. Yeah. So maybe he gets screen passes, but still, that seems very rich. Uh, it does. Although, also, here's the thing. Are we sure that the Cowboys are going to be up by 30 in the fourth quarter? I mean, oh, the, yeah. the Jets' defense still is very good. That's the whole thing There's here. There's going to be four pick sixes. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I'm I not going to let him throw that. <laughs> I have a question. The, I'm confused by this. So, this, the over-under is down to 38 or 38 and a half. 38 and a half. And they're, the Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites. Like, how many points does Vegas expect the Jets to get here? Like, how can three. You, yeah, how can there be a 10-point spread in a 38-point over-under? <laughs> this is like, they are not expecting much uh, action here. No. Mm. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Uh, okay, so that's what's going on. We got a lot more to preview uh, games coming up this weekend. Coming up next, though, like, what? in the heck is going on with Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. This thing has gotten way, way out of hand. So Tim Graham is a Bills reporter for The Athletic. He's going to get to the bottom of this for us because we can't tell how upset Stefan Diggs is. And with the Bills already in his 0-1 hole and needing a bounce-back performance, this could be a major storyline. It is already a major storyline going into their game against the Raiders. Don't move. It is Maggie and Perloff. If you ever miss any part of the show... Just download the Maggie and Perloff podcast. Give us a five-star review if you'd like. Thank you. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, of course, you can listen to us across the country on CBS Sports Radio, our great affiliates. Uh, the absolutely free to download Odyssey app is crystal clear. Sirius XM channel 158 or also YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio if you'd like to watch the show. Don't move. We've got more NFL talk coming up. What is going on with Buffalo and Stefan Diggs? We'll get to the bottom of it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I think we've outdone ourselves this week, Maggie, with one of the dumber show bets of all time. (laughs) (laughs) That's saying something. Yeah, so you're a Bills fan. Yep. Stu is a Raiders fan. You have the Raiders, and Stu has the Bills this week. Well, okay, this is where it's coming from. I said that if the Raiders cover, I will buy lunch for Stu. Stu thinks his own team's going to get blown out. But I watch every snap of this team, and you can tell when things just aren't quite right. And add on top of it is really, I think, what's turning out to be kind of a bizarre story here with Stephon Diggs. So we wanted to go straight to the source, and Tim Graham is good enough to join us. He's a Bills reporter for The Athletic. He knows everything that's going on with this team. Tim, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, I thought I'd be writing about football all week, but it's been a strange one. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's pause there, because I think Stephon Diggs is a big enough star that this has gained a lot of attention nationally, which is a team reporter was caught on a hot mic in a sort of candid moment, maybe joking around, maybe not, we're not sure, sort of saying that uh, she she doesn't want to ask Stephon Diggs for an interview because he would just say, you know, bleep you right right to your face, right? And they kind of have a laugh about it. Well, Diggs got wind of this, and he responded on his social media. And he said this, the audio shared was very hurtful and was insulting to my character and to how I was raised. I've always treated people how I want to be treated. I greet everyone with smiles and respect from the people in our cafe to the people that keep our building clean and in order. The media or fans may confuse my competitiveness that they witness on the field with as who I am as a person, but off the field, I'd never treat anyone how she described, and I've never said anything remotely close to that to her. I don't know why it was said, but this is an example of why people don't want to deal with the media. It's hard to fight the preconceived notions people have about you regardless of ever having a personal experience with them. We all have a job and I respect it, but please remember I'm a human just like you. And if I ever made anyone else feel uh, like you can't approach me, I apologize. Time to lock in forward focused. I mean, that's a long description there. And I felt like I owed it to Stefan Diggs to say it, but Tim, how did we get here where you have the star wide receiver, one of the top wide receivers in the league responding to, I mean, a team reporter, you know, saying something about him. Yeah, the hot mic was unfortunate. She was joking. I know the people involved. I can tell by all the voices and the and the tenor mm-hmm. of the conversation. The way it was broken down in that discussion was somebody asking their team reporter, hey, why don't you go see if you can get Stefan Diggs? And it was her way of saying, I have no additional pull than any of you guys do. He treats mm-hmm. us all the same. She said it a little hyperbolically, and, and it was not meant to be taking, taken literally. But it caught fire. Somebody posted uh, a a snippet of it online. Uh, It then became a story. It was on ESPN's ticker last night. TMZ picked it up. And so really, it was a throwaway comment that if anybody else had said it that wasn't a team employee, it's probably not taken as seriously or but maybe Stefan Diggs also felt the need that he wanted to make a make a bigger point. Uh, and rather than talking it out through the team, decided to post what he did on on Twitter, which is his right, and he's justified. And if that's the way he feels, that's fine. Uh, but it certainly did escalate the situation. And now this team reporter, uh, people are calling for her to be fired. She was 
viewed in a sympathetic light when she apologized immediately after people on Twitter I was looking were saying things like, you have nothing to apologize for. But then when Stefan Diggs, 24 hours later, puts out his comments, mm. people see, oh, Steph is upset. She should be fired and she sucks. And it's turned into this kind of a this weird again, it's, it's bizarre and it's not football. It's a fascinating media story to me. Mm. Um, but I'm not reporting about this for the athletic. I, this is not a football story to me. And that's why I'm, I'm amazed at how something so silly could become so sensationalized, but I shouldn't be, I've been doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, maybe this is a silly question, but how media available is Stefan Diggs usually on the scale of the most media available guy, the least, where does he fit? For a superstar player, probably middle of the road. Um, sometimes we won't hear from him for a few weeks. Uh, a lot of, you know, even star players, you're supposed to be made available on a day-to-day -day basis. And some teams, they have a, a carve-out for, say, the quarterback, where he will do his media availability once a week because of the demands that are put on quarterbacks, uh, some other star players. But he doesn't have that carve-out. And so he speaks when he wants to speak. Sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes it's not for a few weeks. Sometimes it's after the game. Well, it's actually rarely lately after a game. But if you were to walk up to him as locker stall, as I did yesterday, and have small talk with him or get a quick quote about something, he's usually pretty affable about it, and it's no big deal. So he is not. And that's where I think the people who are around the situation in Buffalo know that this reporter was saying it tongue-in-cheek because he doesn't say that. It was just her way of saying he could mm. just as easily tell me to pound sand, whatever euphemism yeah. you want to use, pounce, whatever. She just chose an unfortunate way to to say it. She said she didn't say the word. She just said F you in a joking manner that he treats everybody the same in that regard. I'm no not special just because I work for the team. And it was, again, I thought an innocuous and then it it obviously became a massive story. It, there's now I'm seeing different takes on this that involve a racial component or even or the vice versa, that he is punching down on a team employee, um, you know, man with a with a, a power imbalance over the team employee who is considered disposable. And, you know, so it's it's turned into, like I say, it's it's a, it's a social commentary more than anything else. And um, and here I am talking about it. And not four turnovers. Uh, <laughs> oh, or oh, we're going to get to that. Or the pun. We're so, going to get to that. We're definitely. Again, <laughs> it's the reality show. It's it's one more episode in the reality show that got us through Wednesday and Thursday, right? And you that's know, really what'll happen. And it's unfortunate that this reporter was was our fodder for for forty eight hours. Tim Graham is joining us. He's a Bills reporter for the Athletic. You know, I I agree with you. But the thing about this, Tim, I think that is resonated and caught fire, not about the racial component or the workplace uh, dynamic. It's about Diggs. And if Diggs hadn't in training camp left the team when Sean McDermott said that he was worried, you know, it was alarming to him or whatever the language. It was a uh, mini camp. He did. Mini -camp. He was there for training camp. Sorry. Just to, yeah, mini Thank camp. you for correcting. Uh, mini yeah. camp. Like, you know, Diggs and his relationship to not just Josh Allen, but also to the team, I think is one that's the bigger picture here. This little you're small tete-a-tete, right, -tete, like that's going to blow over and you're right. But like, where's Diggs and the team? Where's their relationship? There's obviously still some friction and we never got clarity. Now the team feels satisfied about it. And at some point the media and the fans have to shrug our shoulders and say, okay, the team's whatever. The team has found its resolution. Josh Allen says he's on the same page with Stefan Diggs. Kumbaya. But we never did find out what the reason was. 
we were told it was no big deal. But then the counter to that is if it's no big deal, then why don't we know what it was? Um, and so, yes, there is this almost a, a festering or an unfinished business because uh, we don't know when the next thing's going to come. Now, that's why I didn't view it as a story. This whole thing being silly, this is a unforced error as far as I'm concerned. It's like it, now here we are talking about all this again. I mean, can't. But here's the the, the weird dynamic about Stefan Diggs is whatever is whatever reputation he has for being finger quotes difficult, I've never seen it. And I've, I would not fault him for that. I mean, that's why what was said on the hot mic to me was clearly tongue in cheek and, uh, and totally twisted the wrong way. She apologized. And, but now here it is again, it's escalated. He has a right to, to vent or to clear his name or defend himself. However, he sees fit, but there would have been, I think better ways to have done so without escalating it. And that's, and he knows his platform. He know, he doesn't have to call for her to be fired or punished or anything else because he, he's got to know he's not naive. His followers on Twitter, the people who read the tweets, they're going to do it for him. So his brother, Trayvon Diggs said, get him out of there. There was also some former players who said, bring him to Kansas city. Um, is there any, any possibility that there is some real discontent there and he's quietly wouldn't mind being traded? I mean, it feels weird that a contender like Buffalo would make a trade, but if there's this movement, who knows, right? Or Again, that's where I think this is all so overblown is that now <laughs> these conversations naturally happen, right? You know, we're looking for the nuance. We're looking for the next feather or the, like this next little wrinkle. Um, and it didn't have to be this way. I mean, so here it is heading, heading into week two and players around the league are now putting that out into the ether that Stefan Diggs is it either is available or should be available because of this unhealthy situation in Buffalo. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's realistic. The, the Bills are a Super Bowl contender. Who are they going to get to replace Stefan Diggs? Uh, they're talking. They they've had trouble finding a number two uh, to <laughs> Stefan Diggs. They're not gonna, you know, they don't have anybody who can step in and fill those shoes. Ten catches on thirteen targets Monday night, one hundred and two yards, a touchdown. He's it in the passing game. Now they're trying other things with their tight ends and going to twelve personnel. And uh, you know, Gabe Davis had a had a great off season. He could still fit fit in there as the number two guy. But they there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do to replace Stefan Diggs, and I don't think they need to. It's it's it's, it's crazy. But here we are, here. and I think justifiably so. People are talking about it, especially when guys around the league, like you say, are 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 throwing it out there that here he's he's on the block or or could be. It's yeah. I think they still like smell a little blood of the water. Then the fan bases yes. get involved and all of that. Tim, last one for me. And thanks again for carving out some time for us here on a Friday afternoon, which is big fan of the show. Oh, thanks. Whatever you need me. No, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, it was a horrible performance on Monday night football. He knows that he's own up to it. My question, because you're around this team and you know, this building, is there anybody in the building right now who actually could get through to Josh Allen and say, listen, the hero ball has to stop. We've got to run the offense. There's going to be plenty of time for explosive plays. You're going to get those wild plays. They're going to come. But you can't face a Jets team that loses Aaron Rodgers four snaps into the game and then keep playing the Jets as if Aaron Rodgers is on the other side when that's clearly not the case. Is there anyone in the building that can get that message across? 
I don't know that there is. And in fact, they've lost a lot of those calming voices over the last couple of years, namely Brian Dable when he became head coach of the Giants and he took assistant quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney with him. Uh, Davis Webb, a backup quarterback who they had and thought so highly of that they offered him their job to be quarterbacks coach. If he were to stop playing quarterback, they were going to hire him no experience because Josh Allen and he got along so well, the chemistry there, uh, he turned it down because he wanted to keep playing and adding NFL seasons to his bank account and his pension rather than coaching salary. Um, they lost, um, of course, Matt Barkley. I mean, even back up these voices around him just aren't there. And yes, Joe Brady is the quarterback's coach down there on the field. Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator. He's up in the press box. Um, there needs to be somebody there that helps in this regard. Uh, and, you know, um, my teammate, uh, Matthew Fairburn's got a story coming uh, tomorrow at the athletic in which he interviewed Brad Childress about how you can harness this, the, a wild quarterback. And one of the points that he made that I never even would have thought of is how valuable Leslie Frazier was mm. to helping his quarterbacks and to keeping a calm within the building. And so even Leslie mm. Frazier's departure now, it, and something I hadn't thought of, but Brad Childress makes a great point that that calming influence of even Leslie Frazier could probably be helpful to Josh Allen right now. Tim, sorry, well, one defensive more. Defensive coordinator, yeah. that's interesting. One more non-football question. Uh, our former colleague at Sports Illustrated, Jim Trotter, in a lawsuit claimed that Terry Pagula, or he'd heard Terry Pagula had a quote, if black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa. Uh, what's been the local reaction to that story, which is another story that took off this week? Well, I'm in a delicate situation because Jim Trotter works for The Athletic now. Oh, I do okay. have some guidance from my editors about speaking on it, and we're not prohibited from reporting on it. Got it. But I would rather not do that anywhere other than at The Athletic. You know what I mean? Totally. So I'd rather not say some things here that I wouldn't already have You know, for my employer. Um, but the, I just to give you my sense, I, I, there are people who are divided about it. Uh, there's the concept of it being heard secondhand. So people are, there are people who are willing to uh, take it with a grain of salt, but there are also people who um, are very upset about it, about the possibility that this was said and uh, what becomes of it. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but the other thing, it's funny. Well, it's not it's not funny. It's it's strange how that story followed up by the Stefan Diggs story uh, has been so dominant uh, in, in Buffalo uh, heading into week two. The home opener is in a few days and we have barely been talking about football around here. It's 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 strange. I mean, second year. I mean, look at last year to Maggie, of course, the Bills fan. There's never been a season like the Bills last year. I mean, if no, you guys could crazy. just stick to football, you might be in good shape. <laughs> it's been everything but. Uh, Tim, you do a fantastic job. Thank you so much. A Bills reporter for The Athletic, Tim Graham. Uh, thank you. We'll check in with you again soon. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Appreciate that. Tim Graham. I was going to ask him uh, or tell him to give Dalton Kincaid more targets because every so time I try to get that to the uh, to well, Ken Dorsey every Monday, I try and cheer you up about your Buffalo Bills, and I tell you you have a superstar tight end, and you're not, you just are so scared that it's not going to go all the way. Listen, that was not much to take from that Monday night game. That was very good. <laughs> I'll talk about Dalton Kincaid another time. Okay. Uh, it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Bill, who's in Minneapolis. Justin Jefferson broke another record last night. 
he without a doubt the best wide receiver in the league. You can submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag AskThePros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I mean, definitely best best wide receiver in the league. We're talking about Stephon mm. Diggs, mm. Tyreek Hill. Well, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are in the conversation. I mean, yep. listen. I got to tell you, Just Jefferson go away tomorrow, and they're going to find somebody to. Th- first of all, they only throw to two guys there in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins always has five thousand yard season, so there's going to be a lot of yards to be had. So I put him right there. I say it's a three way tie: Tyreek, Devonte, and Justin Jefferson. And Jefferson passed eclipsed five thousand career receiving yards. Did it in only fifty two games? You think that's a Kirk Cousins thing? Well, I, I think Kevin O'Connell's, said, Kevin O'Connell's offense and Kirk Cousins. I mean, listen, Stephon Diggs was awesome in Minnesota, too. It's an indoor stadium. There's a lot going on there. He's unbelievable, but Tyreek Hill is, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about the best, you got to talk about both those guys. And there's other guys, too, right? Who are the uh, Cooper Cup two years ago was the best receiver in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And my, how that has that ship has sailed with him on IR. Uh, another question, this one coming in outside of Ask the Pros, where is the advice duck today? So we'd like to take this quick moment uh, before Marco gets to his update to do a quick show announcement that we are moving Advice Duck from Fridays to Wednesdays. Okay, so we're going to move the Advice Duck. Fridays are getting really busy around here with all the football and everything. So we are going to move the Advice Duck from Fridays to Wednesdays. It's not going away. You can always submit your questions to maggieandperloff at gmail.com. Tweet using the hashtag Advice Duck, all that stuff. It's moving to Wednesdays. Marco, are you okay with that? Uh, I am. I'm a little blindsided, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I feel like I sprung that on. Now you're going to yeah. have to come in next Wednesday, dude. Uh, sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's kind of confusing, though, now because I'm a Ducks fan this year because I've jumped onto the org, uh, Oregon bandwagon. Mm, you better. So now I'm, I'm wearing the suit. And I'm I'm answering questions, but I'm also rooting for the Ducks. Yeah, but you better not provide any fodder for Dion next week. Yeah, <laughs> you, gotta be, you gotta be super careful. My mouth's gonna be zip tight. <laughs> uh found out today Dion Sanders follows me on Twitter. Didn't know that. 855 cs Never thought to look. 855-212-4227. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Got a lot to do here. We've got our shot of the day coming up. We have our NFL picks, Maggie and Perloff style. And we've got this phone call from Jeff in Minnesota, who joins us now, wants to talk about Kirk Cousins. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm great, Maggie, and I thank you for taking my call. I won't take much of your time. I just want to make a few points if you would love. What's your best one? Um, Yeah, the first one is I called in uh, several weeks ago suggesting the NFL go to grass fields. It'll diminish the injuries, so I'm glad. Yeah. I commend them on their decision to do that. Okay. The main reason. The main reason I called is about Kirk Cousins, our quarterback up here in Minnesota. Yeah. Personally, I've never been a fan. Okay. I've never been a fan. I think he's scared. Okay? And let me tell you why. Okay. He he hangs onto that ball like he has super glue on his hand. <laughs> Listen. I'm starting to I'm starting to question whether he can read a line or not. Really, though, Jeff? Here's the thing. uh, Listen, Kirk Cousins, and appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Kirk Cousins, like, he last night, 
I think specifically, they were down to what their third left tackle. Yeah, they lost another player on the offensive line. Like he was under some serious duress. I, I don't think he's scared. I think he's actually pretty tough. Like he yeah. hangs in there. Took a huge shot last night on a touchdown pass. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I gotta warn you, that is not the Eagles' defense was just saying keep him in front of us. They can march down the field. Just take a few minutes so we can win the game. I, I don't know. That was classic Kirk Cousins get. 400-yard game and a loss. I mean, that's kind of what he's known for, right? Yeah, four touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, did have a fumble. One, yeah, but he had a 123 passer rating. So at the end of the day, you look at his stats, and be like, that was the greatest game ever. But they were down the entire game, basically. Uh, and then he just had 200 yards in the last seven minutes of the yeah. game. But anyway, no, he's definitely tough. I don't know about the Jets thing, though. I think you and I disagree. I think it'd be too hard for him to adjust to a new offense, new receivers, and how do we know that he'd be as effective without Justin Jefferson? So, And that was the thing last night. Uh, 0-2 Vikings, a lot of the Amazon guys said Jets should call. Let's get to our Maggie and Perloff picks. Maggie and Perloff's NFL picks. All right. This is rough for your girl. Start out the week. I mean, it wasn't just... Uh, the Bills and the Bengals and the Chiefs that went, that laid some eggs. Your homie Maggie 0-3 last week. Perloff went 2-1, and so you're yeah. off to a nice lead. Well, listen, I'm still mad I didn't get the third one. And I'm sure you're mad about all three of yours, but how did Anthony Richardson not get uh, not get 45 yards of rushing? I still don't understand <laughs> well, what happened. You gotta but, leave but, that in the past. You gotta turn the page. But yours, the DJ Moore not getting three and a half receptions is probably the craziest loss of the week. I was so Fire sure. everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, who is the Bears off? Anyway. Yeah. Okay, Enough about last on. week. Let's we're move moved on. on. We're on to Cincinnati or whatever. The way we do it, one pick uh, against the spread, one over under, one player prop. Let's start against the spread. I'll just start out really fast. It's a big spread, but I'm going to feel comfortable laying it after what I saw in week one and the history between these two teams. Give me the 49ers. Lay the seven and a half. Again, massive. I realize this is a big number, but you are even though you're on the road, this does feel like a San Francisco home game because you're playing it in L.A. Going back, Kyle Shanahan winning record over Sean McVay, especially in the regular season, and those games haven't been really competitive. So I'll take the 49ers and I'll lay the 7.5. What about my guy Puka Nakua? He's, what about has an oblique Alo? injury right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I like that one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jags at plus 3.5. I think the formula for this week is if – you have a very good team that started out 0-1, and they're at home. They're going to put a whooping on their opponent, like your Bills. But the Chiefs are on the road. I don't know that Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are going to be 100% and up to speed. They are playing, though. They are playing. Uh, Kelsey did a really funny video where he pretended to limp and then did a little dance. That's typical Travis Kelsey. You know, the guy's obviously in a good mood. He's on cloud nine. It's almost like he's in love, Maggie. I know. Maybe he's dating a pop star. Who knows? Yeah, so I like the Jags at home being the key factor. And three and a half points... Jags didn't look great last week, but I think they'll be really up for this game. Uh, I will go to my player prop because it comes from that game. And I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence over one and a half passing touchdowns. This is the highest over under of the week. It's set at 51, expecting a lot of scoring. I know Travis Etienne is, you know, good around the goal line, but I still think that Lawrence, who has thrown for two touchdowns against the Chiefs before, I like this over one and a half passing touchdowns. Sounds like a no-brainer. I love it. Yeah, that's okay. what you said last week about DJ Moore. Anyway, yeah, which, we're, it was a no-brainer. We're, le- <laughs> we're leaving that in last week. Okay, uh, I'll go to my over/under then. I hate doing unders, but 
This year has been all about unders so far. Justin Herbert this week is at 282 and a half yards against the Titans. Now, last year he played the Titans, threw for 313 yards, but no TDs and two picks. Ugly, ugly game. The Chargers ended up winning that 17-14. I could see the Titans just taking the air out of the ball, just handing the ball to Derrick Henry a thousand times and just trying, even if they're not winning the game, to slow it down. So Justin Herbert, who only threw for 229 in a shootout against Miami last week because the Chargers were running so much. No Austin Eckler, who's really a pass-catching weapon. I'm going under 282.5 for Justin Herbert. And finally, my over-under pick this week is going to be Seahawks and the Lions. I'm going to go over 47.5. I think you do see a reemergence of the Detroit offense, Mm -hmm. the vaunted offense. We didn't really see in their win against the Chiefs. That was a 21-20 game. And I think the Seahawks obviously have a lot to correct from last week when they get blown out by the Rams. But I don't think that's the real Seahawks either. So I like the over in that game. Okay. Um, I'm going under again. Bucks bears at 41. It should be 11. (laughs) (laughs) These teams stink. Uh, So, you know, listen, I'm a little worried about Justin Fields running for 250 yards. But I can't see if things are normal here. Neither of these offenses can really do anything. So I'm going under 41. There you go. The Maggie and Perloff picks for week two. You can find them on social media. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day, a little snapshot from the show, comes from Emmy Award-winning actor and comedian Rob Corddry. The Rock is in Boulder. He said he doesn't have a chauffeur. This is like what keeps him grounded, that he drives himself everywhere. Is that actually true or is that BS? Let's get something straight. And I'm again talking to you from my hat. The (laughs) Rock doesn't get driven. He drives. (laughs) And he drives this badass Ford pickup truck. And I'm not kidding. I well, I won't, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say if he if if he had a chauffeur, perhaps he'd show up on time. But um, <laughs> that's just that's I was just kidding about that. Wow. Jokes. We're friends. Yeah. We're friends. Wait, I wish him the best. There was Rob Cordry who was up on the show Ballers with Dwayne the Rock Jones. That was a shot, sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now we know a little bit about the Rock. A little late to set. Well, that was after he uh, Rob took a shot at my AutoZone read, which I thought was very professional. But listen, I think I, I shouldn't have said, hey, did you watch the Eagles beat your Patriots? That's not the way to yeah, start you started the celebrity off the, interview. He started off the interview putting him on the defensive, but he was great. And he yeah, did no, his picks in a funny. Boston accent, which was very cool. You had, did bring up a good point. For anyone who's spent time in Boston, they are the craziest drivers on planet Earth. And I live in New York City. I know. There's a term for them that I can't say on terrestrial radio. I don't know that term, but oh. they're terrible. It's um, a curse oh, word oh, rhymed oh. with Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or combined well, with Massachusetts. Well, starts with, okay, yeah. It yeah, starts yeah. with mass, ends with, yeah. I can't say. Uh, we, we know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Um, but that was great, so we'll f- see if Rob has a chance to beat Jerry Ferrara in yeah. our celebrity picks. Awesome. Yeah, if you're going to curse and or gossip about anyone, just wait till there's a hot mic around and then. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. By the way, that was really interesting. Tim Graham today, the athletic reporter for the Bills, really just changed the story for me because he said that, and he explained that the reporter who sort of said something about Stephon Diggs was kidding around, and I believe it. I do too. That was humor. Oh my God, that whole situation is so blown out of proportion. Also said that he has never seen Stephon Diggs be anything but pretty cordial with the media as much as oh. you would expect a superstar athlete you know these guys he did say Diggs could disappear for weeks well that's true 
Uh, so I, I yes, very cordial. But it didn't. It's not like Stephon Diggs is seeking out reporters every day. I don't think so. No. Um, okay. Well, that was. That was it. That's the show. That's amazing. We did so much today. Thank you so much to Mike Samter. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. I was about to go to another topic. We have no time left. Uh, thank you to Rob Cordry who joined us. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who joined us, said no chance that Kirk Cousins is going to the Jets, by the way. Said they should sign Jameis Winston. Uh, thank you to Tim Graham, as Perloff mentioned, Bill's reporter for The Athletic. Thank you to the Weedos, the Purple Drinkers. Everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.